0: All right, so again, welcome to RUF, if you walked in after I did announcements. My name is Elliot Everett, and I am the RUF campus minister. I'm in my third year as a campus minister here at Mississippi State. Um, I was a campus minister for four and a half years at Mercer University in Macon, Georgia before that, but I'm a Mississippian by birth, a Mississippi State fan by choice, and I happen to graduate from a place in Oxford, but it's fine. <laughs> Um, so that's a little, about, a little bit about me. All right. So again, we're doing things a little differently tonight because tonight, just wanted tonight to be an introduction. This is the first week. Uh, you've been drinking from the fire hydrant all week, um, no matter what. Um, I have been, too. But this is the graphic uh, for our sermon series this semester. Typically, on Thursday nights, what we do is we pick a book of the Bible, uh, and we try to work our way through it as best we can. But this semester, we're going to be talking about relationships. Why? One, because it's about all y'all think about. Um, But two, it's just a very important subject. And we'll get more into that uh, next week. But tonight, what I wanted to do was to talk about relating to RUF. Uh, Especially for those of you who are new or maybe want to try or you're thinking about trying to get more plugged into RUF. Uh, And for those of you who are in your fifth or even sixth year. We want to consider with you. What is it like to relate to RUF? Uh, and I got a little passage there. You can read it in your handout. You can open it to John one of your Bibles with me that we'll read here in a second that I just want to use to launch from. But I want you to think about this. You know, you could tell a lot about me by the shirt that I'm wearing. Um, Don't let me start saying things, then I'll say things I wasn't thinking of, and I'll feel bad. But um, for starters, this is a Peter Millar shirt. Uh, I didn't really know what Peter Millar shirts were until I got one. Uh, Let's just say Peter Millar shirts are really nice. And when I say really nice, I mean really nice, right? They're expensive. Okay. Not only is this a really nice Peter Millar shirt, it also bears the logo of St Andrews Golf Course. Uh, which happens to be, most people say, the oldest golf course in the world, in Scotland, where the game of golf was born, uh, where the golf, game of golf has been played, at least on the old course, since the 15th century. Okay, and some of you are like, man, this guy's a dork. But, like I said, you could tell a lot about me by the shirt that I'm wearing. But if you went with just those facts about this shirt, to tell you a lot about me, you'd actually probably be wrong. One, I typically buy my shirts at Walmart or like the 75% clearance rack at Belk, okay? Um, two, I've never been to Scotland. Three, my mother loves me and she bought me this shirt, okay? <laughs> so I say all that just to say, I hope you like my shirt. No, um, at this moment, it's, it's one of the more visible things about me, right? Uh, especially if you don't know me. And so in a sense, as you look around, as you're here tonight, this is RUF. But in another sense, if, if you'll allow the analogy, there's so much more to it, right? Uh, and so that's what I kind of want to entertain with you tonight, um, that there's so much more to this thing that we call and so many of us love uh, being at called RUF than 7 to 8 p.m. on Thursday nights. Though, we do hope when you come on at 7 p.m. on Thursday nights that you love it and you feel welcome. We do hope that that is the case. Uh, but I do just want to talk a little bit more about RUF, and I want to ask these three questions using this. I'm going to take this off because it's going to bug me the whole time. Um, asking these three questions that, uh, that are on your handout. Why does RUF exist? What kind of community that do we hope RUF is? And how can you be involved? So read here with me, if you've got your Bible, if you've got your handout, this little passage in the, the beginning of John's Gospel. Chapter 1, starting verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee and he found Philip and he said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, and he said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. And Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things than these? And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. The Grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. This is God's word for us tonight. So again, I just want to consider with you very quickly. What is this thing called RUF? Why does RUF exist? What kind of community do we hope that this is for you? Uh, And how can you be involved? So let's take this first question. And you're looking at this story with me. Who knew that there was a story about already from the Bible? Uh, anyway, um, this story at the beginning of John's gospel, Jesus is gathering his disciples as he's meeting certain people um, and he's calling them, he's telling them to follow him. And so he meets Philip, he tells him to follow him, and Philip does. Not only does Philip follow him, but Philip is even compelled to go find one of his buddies and say, you've got to come see this guy that we found. It's not just a guy, he's the Messiah, the one that the Bible talks about, okay? And so what happens here is that Jesus, uh, Philip meets Jesus, and Philip finds Jesus beautiful. Maybe that sounds weird to you, but that's what we're seeing. There's something about Jesus that captures Philip, so much so that he wants to know him, and he wants to go and make him known. Why does RUF exist? Because we find Jesus beautiful and we want to know him and we want to make him known. One of the ways that we talk about this, if you go to like the RUF national website, you'll see our mission statement. You can't have an organization without a mission statement these days. Uh, but our mission statement is to reach students for Christ and to equip them to serve. That means exactly what Philip, Philip found, was found when he met Jesus, that Philip found something about Jesus, who he is. What he had done, what he was going to do, what he is doing, that he wanted to know more about and he wanted to make known. And so he did that. And so he goes to his friend, Nathaniel. And maybe you read the story, you're listening to me. Maybe you just came for the frozen treats and that's fine. Uh, but maybe you're like Nathaniel and you're like, "Find Jesus beautiful. That sounds weird. Well, what I want to say to you is like, that's OK. It's another reason RUF exists. Because it's a place that people like Nathaniel, who are like, that sounds stupid. If you want to come, you are more than welcome to be here. It's not just that you're allowed to be here. You are welcome here. More on that in a minute. Let me ask you something, though. Imagine this. Imagine you're walking around campus tomorrow and somebody random. Okay. Uh, Maybe they look official. Maybe they don't. But they find you. They know your name. And they say to you, I just want to let you know. That this, I have this handwritten letter from Dr. Keenum for you. You're like, hmm, that's interesting. You take said letter, and in fact, it is handwritten, and in fact, Dr. Keenum's name is at the end. And the letter tells you by name that you have been randomly selected to receive the once in a lifetime Dak Prescott Go Get 'em Cowboys Full Scholarship. <laughs> All right? That's <laughs> it. I was so proud of that when I made up that up today. Um, I'm sorry. Couldn't say it with a straight face. Now, what is the scholarship all about? Not only is it full tuition, you're also guaranteed a 4.0. You are guaranteed, not based on anything else. You are just guaranteed a 4.0 and you get to just do whatever you want for the rest of college, all expenses paid. And there is a high level paying job waiting for you upon your graduation date. Now, as you read this letter, you're going to be thinking to yourself, I'm pretty sure one of my friends did this after they heard the RUF guy talk about the Dak Prescott and go get him Cowboys Full scholarship last time. <laughs> but think about what would you do with that letter? I'm willing to bet most of you, at the least, would not crumple it up and throw it away right then and then. Maybe you would because it would be creepy. I don't know because they knew your name. I don't know. At the least though, wouldn't you want to make sure that you knew that it was fake, right? Why does RUF exist? Maybe some things that we say or believe, maybe you're one of those people that thinks that it does sound too good to be true. And the Bible, look, the Bible and Jesus do make big claims, and you will never hear me deny that. And you will never hear me say, well, if you really understood the Bible, it would just make sense. The Bible doesn't suggest that anywhere. Right. But at the least. Are you not at least willing to take some of the claims up and deal with them? That Jesus claims to be the son of God himself in the flesh. That he claims to be the only source of forgiveness and freedom and life itself in this world. Right. Big claims. Sure. But you probably shouldn't throw it away just because you doubt it. Right. Would you not at least be willing to pursue some surety that it's wrong if you think maybe it's wrong? Why does RUF exist? We find Jesus beautiful and we want to make him known. And we want you to find him beautiful, too. And wherever you are on that spectrum, we hope you feel welcome here uh, and feel like this is a place you can come and deal with that. So that's why RUF exists. Second thing there, what kind of community do we hope RUF is? I want you to look at verse 46. When I read this passage, I look at verse 46 and I want this. My prayer for all of us is that we would be the kind of community just like Philip. That when Nathaniel basically is like, Nazareth, what? Philip just says, come and see. I think those words right there sum up what I think we want to be about. And that has at least three implications. The first one is that we want, I've said it already. We want to be welcoming. We really do. Are we always? No, because no group of people, whether two or a hundred are ever completely welcoming all the time, but we want to be meaning. We really want to believe and act that no matter who you are and what you think, you feel like this is a place where you can belong if you want to. That's what we want, right? Um, We're a Christian ministry, not a Christian club. We don't have membership. We're a ministry. We're here for whoever wants to be a part of it. Not everyone in this room, look, even the most core members of RUF at Mississippi State, not every single one of them believes all the same things about the Bible or all the same things about Jesus or all voted for the same person or all go to the same church. You name it. There's differences in this room, okay? But we want this to be a welcoming place. We want it to be a place for anyone and everyone to get to know people and to let people get to know them. We hope that you find this to be that place. And if you don't, We'd like to know. It'll be hard to hear, but we would like to know. We really would. Second thing though, is we hope that you find RUF to be a safe place. Now look, that that terminology has a lot of cultural um, weight on it these days, but let me tell you what I mean. We want RUF to be a safe place. Meaning, I want you to imagine this. This I borrowed this illustration. I think it's kind of brilliant. I want you to imagine the difference between being in a waiting room with a bunch of people at the hospital and being in the waiting room with a bunch of people at a job interview. By the way, pretty much 98% of your college experience is waiting in the waiting room of a job interview. If not, I just threw out that analogy and you know where I'm going with it. Most of you do, meaning we do not want this to be the kind of place where you feel like you have to impress people. We don't want this to be a place where you feel like you're always having to put some foot forward, whether it's some certain type of personality or some uh, certain um, way of talking, way of making jokes, way of laughing at certain jokes, whatever, you name it. Um, We want you to feel and know that you in this place, in the midst of RUF people at RUF functions, you can be you. And we mean that, why? Because imagine when you're sitting at the hospital, the thing is, when you're at the hospital in the waiting room, if you start crying or if you get the chills or if like, you know, you know, it's not weird. Why? It's, when you're at the hospital, you're at the hospital because something's not OK. In other words, when you're at the hospital, it's OK to not be OK. And when you're in the room in the waiting room with a bunch of people that know it's OK to not be OK, they all kind of treat each other a little differently, don't they? We won't have to be like that. You see what Philip says. Philip doesn't say. I found this guy that you really need. You better go see him. He said, come, come with me. That's what he's saying. He's saying, you got, you got to come with me. We both need this guy. That's what we want RUF to be. Third thing, we want RUF to be a biblical community. Maybe you found this weird. Did you notice that Philip says that he followed Jesus because of what the Bible says about him? Did you catch that? We found the one whom it is written in the law of Moses and the prophets. We found the one that the Bible talks about. So meaning Philip is saying, look, this isn't just some whim. This isn't some guy that just speaks nice or looks good. Right. There's something about him that we've learned already in the Bible. We want everything that we do in RUF to be rooted in the Bible. Does that mean every time you go to anything, RUF, we're going to open the Bible? No, not necessarily. But when it's something like this large group, we're going to open the Bible to see what God has to say to us. When you go to a small group Bible study, that is going to be simple. We want you to get to know people and let people get to know you. But it's going to be around the Bible, diving in, going deeper. And again, like I said, you know, this semester we're doing a topical series. But we will begin every Thursday night with what the Bible says about that topic on that night. Okay. It maybe begs a question for you. Do I have to know the Bible or be familiar with the Bible to be here? Hopefully you've already picked up the that doesn't have to be the case. But let me tell you my favorite illustration of this. Uh, I love the last three Batman movies with Christian Bale. Uh, They're amazing, mainly because I'm just a big Christian Bale fan. But uh, in the final one, A Dark Knight Rises. Bruce Wayne, main character, uh, who's also Batman, spoiler alert. um, He's having kind of an argument with his butler because his butler wants him to stop risking his life. He just thinks he's risking his life until he dies. And so he says to him, Bruce Wayne says this to Alfred. He says, I can't just move on. Rachel wouldn't just move on. To which Alfred said, what if she had moved on? And what if she had told you that in a letter? But to spare you pain, I burnt that letter. To which Bruce Wayne says, how dare you use Rachel against me? And then Alfred said, it's the truth, Master Wayne. It's about time we stop playing around with the truth and let it have its day. It's My favorite quote. Look, you keep coming back here, you will learn. We do believe some pretty specific things about the Bible. We believe that the Bible says some things pretty clearly, not everything, but there are some things that the Bible says pretty clearly, and we believe them. OK, um, and we do believe the Bible says that it is truth because it's God's word and God is truth. And we believe that the Bible says that the truth will have its day. And so we want to be a biblical community so that this isn't about just what we're feeling or thinking any given day or night, but about what we're trying to process in light of what God has told us and revealed to us. It's what we want to be. So that's why we would say with Philip, come and see. So the final thing here is how can you be involved? And you may be thinking, man, this is great. I really came for the bomb pops. If you saw the Instagram story, there's like 80 of them. It's good. Um, If that's you, thanks for coming. And like, please eat as much as you want, but don't get sick, all right? But let me leave you with an analogy here about how you can get involved in RUF. I want you to think, and again, I borrowed this one too, because I heard it and I was like, why didn't I think of that? I want you to think about RUF as a house party. Okay. Uh, I don't know what your experience with house parties are, but just roll with it, okay? Right now, you're in the living room. You're in the living room right now. Thursday nights is the living room. It's where the music's the loudest. It's where everybody's crowded in. It's hot. It's sweaty. And you really only have two options. You can just kind of get up in the middle of it and nod your head like you know what's going on. Or you can kind of cling to the wall and just like watch people and be like, why am I here? Whichever one you are, you are so welcome here. You're still a part of the party, Thank you for being here, right? But then go with me in this house party to the kitchen, right? Because over in the kitchen, it's, a, it's less people. You can't, the music's not as loud. You can actually have conversations with people, get to know people's names, tell people what's going on with you, who you are, uh, and kind of get to know people on a, on a different level. I would just offer to you, that's small groups. It's not just small group Bible studies, but anything that's done in a small group amongst people in this, uh, in this group. Whether it is small group Bible studies, servant teams, movie nights, whatever. Um, and we'll have more specifics again next week. So come back next week if you want to sign up for stuff. Um, but please come. We want you there. We want you to be able to get to know people and to let people get to know you. And if you feel like you can't do it in the living room, go to the kitchen. See, I love how the analogy works. Isn't that great? Now, go with me to the backyard. This is weird. Um, <laughs> the backyard kind of cool. It's got a cool deck, it's got cool lighting, spike ball, there's frisbee, there's, you know, there's a little bit of everything. But it's just a little bit away from the party. That's the conferences. I didn't make this up, but I like it. Those are our conferences. From time to time, we like to get away together. And I put it on your announcements. Fall break, do not make any plans. Go to Panama City Beach with us. It will be fun, all right? Let's just go ahead and mark your calendars. More information on that later. Um, now, go upstairs with me, climb out the window and get on the roof. No, I'm just joking, the announcement <laughs> Um But there's other stuff, and again, next week, we wanna lay out for you specifics. We wanna give you the opportunity to sign up for things to test things out. You really are welcome to come and go as you please in whatever we want. And no matter what front door, back door, side door of RUF you decide to go through, we hope you find it to be a welcoming place and a safe place, a place where you feel like you can belong and make friends and people want to get to know you. We really do want that for each and every one of you. And we really do want to work to make that a reality. There's a question I didn't mention that I want to end with. Maybe for the skeptic, maybe for any of you, maybe some of you are wondering, why does he want us to get involved? Why do they want us to get involved? And I want you to hear this, and I said it at the beginning, because we find Jesus beautiful and we want you to as well. It's not because it's us, it's not because it's me, um, because like I said, my wife is the better half anyway. We find Jesus beautiful and we want you to find him beautiful too. Look at the end of the passage. Did you think this was weird if you're not familiar with it? Jesus calls out to Nathanael like he knows him. And we don't really get the details. There's, there's some blanks there that are not filled in for us. But for whatever reason, it blows Nathanael's mind. Nathan, whatever Jesus says, whatever Jesus saw, Nathanael is like, you're the son of God. Holy cow. I don't think he said holy cow. Sorry. Um <laughs> Wrong religion. Anyway. <laughs> terrible joke. Man. Some things, sometimes things go into my brain. And I just cannot stop them from going out of my mouth. Look, I said it's okay to not be okay. And I'm not okay. Alright? Um, it's fine. I want you to look at verses 50 and 51 with me. Jesus is basically saying. Again, there's some blanks that he didn't fill in for us. But he's basically saying. Was that enough for you to believe? Really? Just wait what you're going to see. What does he say he's going to say? Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Does that sound familiar to any of y'all? It's actually rooted in a story all the way back at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. Genesis. Remember Jacob? Jacob's the grandson of Abraham, uh, the son of Isaac. He steals his brother's birthright. His brother wants to kill him. And so he flees to go live with his uncle Laban. And on the way to live with his uncle Laban, we're told that he has a dream. And the dream that he sees is he sees heaven opened up and he sees a ladder or a stairway that stretches all the way from from earth to heaven. And he says that in this dream, he saw angels ascending, ascending and descending on it. Now think with me. Do you see what Jesus is saying? He's saying, I'm the ladder that your father Jacob saw. Meaning, I didn't come to show you something. I didn't come to show you a way. I didn't come to show you a ladder. I didn't come to show you how to get up. I didn't show you how to move forward to be successful in this life. I came... Because I am the way. I am the way to God. I'm the way to God that has come down from God. And by the end of this, Nathaniel, you're going to understand that. So I want to leave you with this question. I know I'm leaving you with a lot of question marks, maybe. Do you believe that? And are you willing at least come with us to come and see? That's what we want to see, and we hope you see it too. We hope you see it in the hands that you shake tonight, the hellos, the what year are you, what are you majoring in, where are you from? We'll go through it all tonight, but you'll have ice cream in your hand and it'll be great. Y'all think I like frozen treats? Come and see, come with us. That's an invitation for all of us. Let me pray for us, and then we're gonna sing one more song. And then we're going to get out here. All right. Let me pray. Father, we do thank you for the invitation that you have given us to come, to come to the waters, to come those without money, to come buy, eat and drink, to buy without money and without price. We pray that you would give us the life that you have poured out through your son and that life would be evident in the way that we relate to one another.